Welcome to the Great Detectives of Old Time Radio. From Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham. If you have a comment, email it to me, box13 at greatdetectives.net. Follow us on Twitter at Radio Detectives and become one of our friends on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Radio Detectives. I do want to let you know about our other podcast. In particular, I'm going to tell you about the amazing world of radio and what we're going to be doing this summer. It's going to be our summer of summer replacement programs. Programs that were aired only during the summer and never brought back as a full series. This is going to be a lot of fun. Uh, We're going to cover a lot of different grounds. We're going to have a lot of anthology series, some comedies, some musical programs, and even a series or two that, that feel a little bit like precursors to programs like America's Most Wanted. And they Action all starts every Wednesday starting June the 2nd. Be sure and check out The Amazing World of Radio for some great summer fun. We also have our other series, The War, Old Time Radio Superman at otrsuperman.com, and Public Domain Video Theater. And you can access all of those series right from the front page of our website over at greatdetectives.net. Now it is time for today's episode of The Fat Man, the original air date, April the 21st, 1955, and the title is Murder Makes Music. There he goes into that drugstore. He's stepping on the scales. Weight, 239 Here's the fat man in Murder Makes Music. I put the telephone slowly back in its cradle and doubted what I'd heard. Jay Sherman. Would I please see Mr. Sherman at two o'clock? That's what the secretarial voice had said. My memory took a backward dive to an autumn day in 1929 when the world went crazy. The tinsel of ticker tape and paper profits came tumbling into Wall Street with a globe-shattering crash. Through it all, the name Jay Sherman stood out like a beacon on a stormy night. He had been smart. While other fortunes were swept away, he built one. While the mob was selling, he was buying. It was the beginning of the Jay Sherman legend, the original rags-to-riches story of the uneducated country boy who started as a runner on the floor of the exchange and went on to become the czar of Wall Street and the husband of one of the wealthiest social beauties of the middle thirties. The boy plunger, they'd call him in those days. The boy wonder. He wasn't a boy anymore. He must be on the downhill side of 40 by now. I lit a cigarette and wondered why the mighty Jay Sherman needed a private detective. Hello? 
Is this Runyon? Yeah. Runyon, this is Jay Sherman. My secretary called you a little while ago. Two o'clock is fine, Mr. Sherman. I told you, secretary. Never mind that. Something has just happened. Did you meet me right away? I guess so. What's it all about? I just left my office. I'm in a public phone booth downstairs. I'll be brief and frank, Runyon. That always makes it easier. It's my wife. What about her? She's in love with another man. A music teacher named Arthur Winthrop. You want me to check up on her? Originally, that was what I wanted you to do. As I said, something just happened that I don't quite understand. What was it? Somebody telephoned me and said, if you're interested, your wife is in Arthur Winthrop's studio right this minute. Did you recognize the voice? No. It was a woman. I asked who it was, but she said, a friend, and hung up. I thought maybe if you would meet me, we could go to Winthrop's studio and confront them together. Where is this studio? It's in an old brownstone on West 56th Street. I'll be waiting for you on the corner of 56th and 7th. Meet me there at 11 o'clock. Okay, Sherman. That's the house, Runyon. His studio's on the second floor in the back. I hope my wife is still there. Would you rather I went in alone? No. No, I want to be there, too. I've got to see this for myself. Okay. Yeah, she's upstairs all right, Runyon. How do you know? That piece of music. Do you hear it? Sure. It's the Moonlight Sonata. That's her favorite. Winthrop taught it to her. It almost seems to hold a spell over her. Really? I hate that music, Runyon. I hate it so much that when I hear it, I almost go... Runyon, that was a shot. And it came from that studio. Come, quick. Ah, it's locked. Give me a hand here. <laughs> Natalie. Natalie. She's not here. Is this the music teacher? Yeah, that's Winthrop. The music stopped suddenly when we heard that shot. There's no gun in this room. Yeah, but what happened? That open window back there. Take a look. Well, there's a fire escape here that leads to an alley. There's nobody there. Whoever it was had plenty of time while we were breaking the door down. I'd better call a doctor. There's no need for a doctor now, Sherman. This guy Winthrop is dead. Come into the library, Runyon. My wife's not home yet. I didn't think she'd be here, Sherman. Listen, Runyon. You've got to give her a break. I'm sure she can explain where she was. Natalie wouldn't kill anybody. That's not what the police are going to think. Well, you can't tell them. They don't have to know that my wife was supposed to have been in Winthrop's studio. Don't you see? Don't be a sap, Sherman. I've already stuck my neck out plenty for you. I gave you a break by coming home with you. Your wife's not here, okay? Where is she? I'm sure she can explain when she comes home. You've got to help me, Runyon. I hired you. You're working for me. I was working for you. You hired me to check on your wife, not to cover for her on a murder app. Yeah, but she couldn't have. I, I know she didn't kill him. Maybe not. But it looks bad for her. The police don't have to know. What kind of a sucker do you take me for? How long do you think they'll be satisfied with the story I gave them on the phone? I told them I discovered a murder, that's all. Don't you think they're going to want to know what I was doing there? Yeah, but can't you make up some story? Nothing doing. Listen, Runyon, I'm a rich man. I'll pay you whatever you ask. I don't play that way, Sherman. Now sit down there and listen to me. I haven't got much time. 
As soon as the cops locate me, I'll have to talk, and I'm going to tell them the truth. Maybe your wife is innocent, I don't know. After I talk to the police, you want to hire me to try and clear her? I'll do the best I can. Yeah. Yeah, I suppose you're right. Lying wouldn't help. But Runyon, I know Natalie didn't. She couldn't. I do want to hire you. It's the same music we heard before. Yeah, it's Natalie. You must have just come home. She's in the living room. Come on, I want to talk to her. Natalie. Why, Jay? What on earth are you doing home at this hour of day? Natalie, darling, something's just happened. Where have you been? What's wrong, Jay? Who's this gentleman? Brad Runyon. He's a private detective. Detective? But... Now, sit down, Mrs. Sherman. Where have you been for the last two hours? I don't understand. What's wrong? Just answer my question, please. Where have you been? I... I... I, I went downtown. I did some shopping. Could you prove it, Mrs. Sherman? Did anybody see you? Anybody who could prove where you were shortly after 11 o'clock? Uh, I don't know. I, I met no friends, if that's what you mean. I, I was in several stores. Mostly I was just walking around looking at shop windows. I see. What is it? What's happened? A man was murdered this morning. A man? Who? Arthur Winthrop. Arthur? Arthur murdered? Oh, no. No, it can't be. It can't. What are you saying? Natalie, darling. Don't touch me. But, Natalie, don't you see? You killed him. You hated him. You knew I loved him, and you killed him. No, Mrs. Sherman. Your husband didn't kill Winthrop. You were with me, and we both heard the shot. You were... You were with my husband? Yes. Somebody called your husband this morning. A woman. Told him you were in Winthrop's studio. Oh, I... No. No. Is that why you're questioning me? You think I killed him? The police are going to think so. I killed him? Why would I kill him? I loved him. Don't you understand? I loved him. She did it. She killed him. She? Who? Of course. That's it. You say a woman called Jay this morning. It was that she-devil. Who, Mrs. Sherman? Arthur's wife, Cora. Winthrop was married. Yes. His wife was jealous of him. He didn't love her anymore. She's a devil, I tell you, a devil. She killed him. Uh, I don't like it, Brad. Why didn't you give me the whole story when you first reported the murder? I told you, Mac. Sherman was a client of mine. I wanted to talk to his wife first. We can't hold her unless we get more evidence than we got. If she's guilty, what's her motive? Her husband's got more motive than she had. Yeah, but he didn't do it. Don't forget, he was with me when the murder was committed. I know, I know. I hope this Winthrop dame hasn't taken a powder. Had plenty of time to get away. We'll find out. Hold it, Mac. I think this is where she lives. Yeah. Well, this Mrs. Winthrop had plenty of motive. Maybe she's our baby. Maybe. Something screwy about this. Mrs. Winthrop? Yes, I'm Mrs. Winthrop. If you're looking for my husband, he's not here. His studio's in the city. We're not looking for your husband, Mrs. Winthrop. We want to see you. Who are you? 
What do you want? I think we'd better go inside. Is... Is something the matter? Thinking of taking a trip, Mrs. Winthrop. What do you mean? The suitcase is here on the floor. Who are you? This is Lieutenant Mackenzie of the police. My name is Runyon. I'm a private detective. The police? Then there is something wrong. Yeah, it's plenty wrong, all right. Where were you going, Mrs. Winthrop? I... Well, as a matter of fact, I'm leaving my husband. I'm going away. Why? I don't see what business that is of yours. I... I don't love him anymore. There's another woman and... Well, what is it? What's the matter? What's happened? Mrs. Winthrop, your husband was murdered this morning. Murdered? Father, dead. Yeah. <laughs> so he's dead. He's really dead. We don't think it's so funny. Funny? Funny? You don't know how funny it is. You killed him? I? Oh, no. No, I didn't kill Arthur. I could have killed him often enough. He gave me reason enough to kill him, but I didn't do it. For the fool. I warned him. I told him to stay away from that woman, but he wouldn't listen. Are you trying to say that Mrs. Sherman murdered your husband? No, of course not. I'm saying that her husband, Jay Sherman, did it. Why do you think it was Sherman? Why? Because he told Arthur a week ago that if he didn't leave his wife alone... He'd kill him. sense any of it. I sit at my desk smoking a cigarette and thinking. It was just past 9 p.m. A murder. Three people with motives. But did they all have motives? What about Mrs. Sherman? If she loved the music teacher, why would she kill him? Unless there was something else, something that I didn't know. The music teacher's wife had a swell motive, but she didn't appear to love her dead husband. Why kill a man you don't want anymore? Sherman really had the best motive of all. He loved his wife. I was tired of thinking in circles. I ground out the cigarette, got my hat, and went down to the street. Mac had left a cop on duty at Winthrop's studio all day, but he was probably gone now. I found a cab in the corner and gave him the music teacher's address. The street was quiet and deserted. I kept twisting the puzzle round in my mind when suddenly I realized I was about to pass Winthrop's studio. I climbed the steps and tried the front door. It was unlocked. The hole was dark and I stood for several seconds waiting for my eyes to get accustomed to the blackness. The dim outline of the stairs slowly came into view. I started up. Winthrop's studio was at the back of the house, straight down a narrow hall on the second floor. I broke my way down the hall and found the door I wanted. I opened it with a passkey. I stepped into the room and closed the door behind me. A sudden feeling of uneasiness came over me. My hand fell quickly along the wall for the light. 
The room flared into brightness, and I looked around. I walked over to the piano and reached out for the music sheets on the rack above the keyboard. It might have been a slight noise, or it may have been plain intuition. But before my hand touched the sheet music, I knew I wasn't alone in the room. My back was toward the curtains. I started to swing around, but I was too late. I'm sitting here with an ice pack on my head. An ice pack? Hang over it. Somebody slugged me tonight in Arthur Winthrop's studio. What were you doing there? Playing a hunch that was evidently right. We overlooked something in that studio, Mac. Something that was so important the murderer had to go back after it. Why he went over that place with a fine-tooth comb? What could they have been looking for? I don't know. Whatever it was, they probably got it now. Why were you trying to get in touch with me? We hadn't let the Winthrop woman go. I thought you'd want to know. Who could have slugged you, Brad? I don't know. But I can tell you one thing. It wasn't a woman. Nobody but a man could have hit that hard. Sherman? Could be. Ah, but why? He's not the murderer. We know that. Why would he go there? Maybe he was covering for his wife. She might have left something in the studio if she killed Winthrop. Oh, yeah. There's always a possibility that it was a fourth person, too. Somebody that we don't know anything about. I should have left the cop on duty there, but I was sure we'd been over everything. No use worrying about that now. I'll see you in the morning, Max. Okay. Cool my head. When I find the guy who gave me this, I am going to... Hello. Mr. Runyon? Yeah. This is Natalie Sherman. I must see you immediately. Where are you? At home. Please. Please hurry. I was wrong. It's important. Please hurry. What is it? I've discovered something about... Mrs. Sherman. Mrs. Sherman. Why, Runyon. What are you doing here? Where's your wife, Sherman? Natalie? Why, she's in the music room at the back of the house playing the piano. Did you hear it? That's the same piece we heard this morning. Yeah, I can't stop her, Runyon. She's been like an insane person ever since they let us come home. She won't talk to me. All she does is sit there and play that piece. It's driving me crazy. We're just about to go out. I can't stand much more of that. She called me a little while ago. Natalie called you. What for? She said she'd discovered something. I think it was something about Winthrop's death. She didn't tell me. Are you sure it was Natalie who called? Yeah. Let's go talk to her. All right. Oh, that music. If only she'd stop playing. Natalie! Come on! Natalie! Natalie! They've shot her, Runyon. They've shot her. She's dead, Runyon. Dead. Wait, wait, where are you going? Somebody's running toward the front of the house. Quick, see if you can head them off out the front door. Right. Let me go, let me go. I didn't shoot. Hurry, Runyon, hurry. I've got her, she's got a gun. Hold her. Please, let me go. I didn't shoot, I didn't. Give me that gun. It's Winthrop's wife. Yeah. Nice work, Sherman. She'd have gotten away probably if you hadn't headed her off. 
Well, I guess we've got our murderer. Listen to me. I didn't kill her. I didn't shoot her. Save it, sweetheart. But I tell you, I didn't. I was going to kill her, yes. I hated her. She ruined my home. She stole my husband and, and then killed him. I came here tonight to kill her, but... But somebody else beat me to it. What are you talking about? We heard the shots. No, I know. That's why you've got to listen to me. I took that gun, the one you had there, had belonged to Arthur, and came out here tonight. I was standing in the garden, trying to decide what to do, when I heard Mrs. Sherman playing the piano. She was playing that piece, the one Arthur had taught her. Yeah, I know. Well, it... It did something to me. I couldn't stand it. This gun was in my hand, and I came over to the window. There wasn't much light in the room. She was bending over the keyboard, playing. I raised the pistol to fire at her when... When what? When somebody else. I don't know where they were. Somebody else fired. I was so startled that for a second I couldn't move. And then I heard you coming, so I turned and ran. No, no, wait a minute. There, you see? It's true. She's telling the truth, Sherman. This gun is fully loaded and it hasn't been fired. Yeah, Kelly. Okay, okay, thanks for calling me. If you want me again, I'll be here at Runyon's place. Right. Well, by golly, it beats me. What did Kelly want? He just got the report on the Sherman dame. Ah, oh, Brad, can't you stop playing that piece? You're driving me batty. I got enough trouble with these two murders without you trying to drive me daffy. Mac, I think the key to these murders is in this piece. You're driving yourself batty. No, I'm sure of it. Both murder victims were playing this piece when they were shot. Doesn't that strike you as peculiar? You mean this music sends a murderer off his nut when he hears it? I don't know. But I'm sure the answer is here in this music. What about the report? Well, it's just what you said. The bullet in the Sherman woman's head didn't come from the gun Mrs. Winthrop had when you grabbed her. And Mrs. Winthrop's got to be the killer. I'm not so sure. Well, who else is there? Sherman. Ah, oh, but he couldn't have done it. You were with him. Yeah, twice. I think she must have had another gun and managed to hide it somewhere. Don't be a sap, Mac. You've had every inch of ground covered around the house. There isn't any other gun. Well, maybe she managed to hide it somewhere in the room before you got there. In that case, she only had about ten seconds. Well, if it is in that room, we'll find it. Nobody's getting in there until this is all cleared up. I got a man on duty in that room, and he's going to stay there. Oh, it's got to be the Winthrop woman, Brad. It's just impossible any other way. No, Mac. Nothing that actually happens is impossible. But lots of times it looks that way. Come on, let's take a ride. Where to? Back to Sherman's house. Hello, Lieutenant. Hello, Mr. Runyon. How are you, Murdoch? Anything happen around here, Murdoch? No, Lieutenant, not a thing. Not a soul been here except me. Where's Sherman, Murdoch? I think he's upstairs in his room. Boy, is that guy a buck. What do you mean? Nothing much. He won't let me alone. Keeps hanging around outside in the hall. If he's tried to come in here once, he must have tried 20 times since last night. Did he say why? Once he wanted a book. 
I give him one out of the bookshelves there. Later, he wanted to know if I wanted something to eat. I told him I couldn't leave the room, so he brought me a sandwich. Then he said he was lonesome and wanted to talk. I told him he couldn't come into this room, and that made him sore. Said it was his house, and he'd come and go as he pleased. <laughs> I had to get a little ruffle in that time. Yeah. Uh, close that door, Miller. Okay. Hey, what are you going to do, Brent? This will ground a little. Two and two are beginning to make four again. What are you talking about? Sherman. After the first murder, the killer came back to the studio and hit me over the head when I interrupted him. He came back for something, Mac, and he got it. After the second murder, nobody's been allowed in this room. That's right. But Sherman's been trying to get Murdoch to let him in here. Why? You mean that Sherman's the murderer, but he can't be. You were with him when both murders occurred. It's impossible. I told you once, Mac, that's just because the thing looks impossible. That doesn't make it so. What do you expect to find on those bookshelves? Nothing in particular, just looking around. Ah, nice library he's got here. Yeah. Sherman goes in for detective stories, especially the suave armchair variety. What do you mean? See here? He's got the whole Van Dyne collection here. Who's he? The guy who wrote the Philo Van stories. Yeah. What's wrong, Brad? Got it, Mac. Huh? Wait a minute. Mac, open that phonograph up over there. Are you nuts? No, Mac, go on, open it. Is there a record on there? Yeah. Say Louis Blues. Murdoch, have you been playing this phonograph? No. Why? I'll show you. Turn it on, Mac. Now, what do you want to hear the St. Louis blues? Turn it on. Hey, that's not the St. Louis blues. No, Mac. Don't you see? Wait a minute. You mean Exactly. The... This book, Mac, this one here, is the Canary Murder Case by S.S. Van Dyne. I don't see... Wait a minute. I'm going to move this record over further. I can't stand it. What's the meaning? Grab him, quick, Max. Right. Sherman's our murderer. Oh, no, you don't. Put the handcuff on him, Murdoch. Yeah, let me just go. Hold him. You shouldn't have tried it twice, Sherman. You might have gotten away with it once. You mean this guy made a record of the piece with shots and all of it? That's the record there, Mac. You just heard it. Well, I'll be... You never read the Canary murder case, Mac, but Sherman did. The murderer in that story used a record to establish a perfect alibi. So Sherman used his idea and went in one better. He called me in to be his alibi. What better alibi is there than a cop or a detective? Then he'd already killed both of them before you joined him. That's right. No wonder Mrs. Winthrop couldn't figure out where the shot came from. Mrs. Sherman was already dead. Sherman shot her before I got here and left the body hunched over the keyboard. When he heard me drive up, he started the record. Take him in, Murdoch. Tell him to let Mrs. Winthrop go. Okay, Lieutenant. Come on, bud. Ah, so he planned the whole thing. Sure. He didn't get any phone call yesterday morning. He made that up. He was planning to kill them both all along. If it hadn't been for the fact that Mrs. Winthrop decided to kill Sherman's wife at the same time he did, we might never have guessed the truth. And that was the thing that made it look impossible. <laughs> oh, boy, the DA will never believe it. That's okay, Mac. If he's skeptical, just lean over and whisper to him that the whole business is strictly off the record. It seems I spend my life in getting into trouble and getting out of it. But at the same time, I generally manage to get some other people in and out of trouble, too. Be seeing you again. So long.
Welcome back. Well, this is unique. We've had a lot of series that uh, borrowed from, you know, other detective stories and other novels. The fat man uh, goes ahead and just honestly tells us what novel they're ripping off. Gotta appreciate that. I do have to admit that I struggle with the idea of Brad actually reading Philo Vance book. But then again, I guess even a hard-boiled private eye needs a puzzle mystery book every now and again. Today, of course, it's a question of whether you should say spoilers on something like that, uh, given it had been out for nearly 30 years at the time this episode came out. I thought about saying it, but by even saying it, I would be spoiling it, so I hope uh, people were not just you know, about to read the Canary murder case and upset with me because uh, uh, Brad Runyon spoiled the ending for you. Well, listener comments and feedback now. Cherie writes over on YouTube, I really enjoy the Fat Man series. Thanks for posting. Well, thank you so much, Cherie. And then I have a question here from Peter. Uh, just caught up with last week's show, Always Excellent, fills my shopping time. A quick question in Tuesday's shows. You mentioned the show's theme was written by uh, Shostakovich. Could you let me know the name of the tune as I would love to have a listen? Thanks in advance. Uh, well, Peter, as embarrassing as this is to say, I grabbed the uh, uh, the song off of the end of Pat Novak for Hire. Didn't know what it was. And then it, somebody advised me of the specific Shostakovich uh, piece it was, and I forget the exact one. So if anyone out there remembers or knows, I'd love to hear from you. Thank you so much. All right, well, I also want to go ahead and uh, thank our Patreon supporter of the day. Thank you to James, Patreon supporter since February 2020, currently supporting us at the rookie level of $2 or more per month. Again, thank you so much for your support. Well, join us back here tomorrow for The Man Called X, and then uh, we'll be back next Tuesday with another episode of The Fat Man. If you do enjoy this podcast, I encourage you to rate it, and if you so desire, review it wherever you download your podcast. And that will actually do it for today. Join us back here tomorrow for The Man Called X. And then uh, next Tuesday, we'll be back with another episode of The Fat Man. In the meantime, send your comments to box13 at greatdetectives.net. Follow us on Twitter at Radio Detectives. And become one of our friends on Facebook, facebook.com slash radiodetectives. From Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham, signing off.